Eric Mataxi. Hey there, folks. As you know, once a week on this program, we have our friend John Zmirak on. This is that time of the week. John Zmirak, welcome. Thanks, Eric. Um, you've written three articles at stream.org. Uh, we can talk about, we will talk about all of them, but we can start with any of them. Well, let's start with the most, I think the most important one. Um, we need to be very grateful to Matt Gates for turfing out Kevin McCarthy and making room for Mike Johnson. As I, I could not jump up and down and scream approval like I, I, I should say I want to jump up and down and scream approval. When you just said that, I've been saying the same thing. When 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 Speaker Johnson released the J six stuff, my, my first, I mean, first I'm thrilled. Then I'm angry at Kevin McCarthy. Why didn't he do it? It is so despicable. As you know, I think. I have a friend who is in solitary confinement, John Strand. He's been on this program. He did nothing wrong, absolutely nothing wrong. It is so wicked. It is so wicked that that is happening. So who knew that Matt Gates would do this, and as a result of this, this information would come out? It's just great news. It's great news, but you've got the details. In my piece at stream.org, it's called, By Releasing the J6 Tape, Speaker Johnson Saved America. Here is my political litmus test, Eric. You know, it used to be abortion. And at, at age 12, I was taking up signatures for the right to life mayor, candidate for mayor of New York, Barry Farber. And I was loudly pro-life at Yale, which is why tables in the dining hall would fall silent as I walked past them. I was loudly pro-life in grad school where when the Oper- Operation Rescue came to Baton Rouge for their Summer of Mercy, and I was one of the people they are praying in support. Professors from my department, the English department at LSU, one of them was videotaping our faces as if we were going to be prosecuted for just standing there. This was my PhD program. They brought an abortionist from Planned Parenthood to give a talk for the women's studies tea. So I showed up with all the Nazi quotes from Margaret Sanger with all my faculty there. So I, I think I've earned some credibility on the pro-life issue. My new litmus test is not pro-life or immigration or national security. All those things are great. It's like if someone offers you a billion dollars to buy your home, but then at the end, he multiplies it by zero. It's worth nothing. My litmus test for a candidate is this. I want to ask every Republican candidate this question. Do you believe in letting the Democrats steal our elections stifle any challenges, and unjustly imprison citizens who protest all that? And will you collude with the Democrats to keep secret exculpatory evidence so that innocent Americans rot in prison while leftist arsonists and rioters walk free? If you want to do all that, whatever you say you'd like to do if you won the election, oh, you know, if we take power... You know, we'll outlaw abortion and we'll we'll make everyone recite the Pledge of Allegiance all day long as if it were the Jesus prayer. Whatever you say you want to do. But, of course, we're going to let the Democrats steal all the elections. So you never intend to govern. You're just saying this stuff to raise funds. You're just picking our pockets, Nikki Haley. You're just picking our pockets, Chris Christie. 
You're just lying. You don't ever intend to take power because every time the Democrats decide it's important, as they did in 2020, to steal the election, you're going to rally behind the Democrats stealing the election. And you're going to sit on evidence that innocent Americans rot in jail. You are not an American. You are a North Korean. So that's my witness test. J6 is my witness test. I um I tweeted your article out uh, and, you know, wholeheartedly agree with you that this is the thing uh, upon which we must focus. It is central. Is the last hill to die on, because it's frankly the last hill. Remember, Mitch McConnell, he's funny, he's ridiculous, he's absurd. He's also profoundly, profoundly evil. This man said, we cannot release the the videotapes of what ha actually happened on January 6th cannot be released because it might undermine the narrative of the Capitol Police. That is something the head of East Germany might say about the Stasi. We cannot allow the facts of political trials to be made public because it will undermine the narrative of the secret police. What country do these people live in? Not, not the one my father fought for under General Patton, and my uncle was wounded at Normandy, defending. Not that country. The country they were fighting against, more like. You know, it's interesting because, <laughs> again, most of us, you know, on the conservative side, whatever, we we thought that some, some uh, Republicans aren't, they're not great, but they're basically on our team. And we have, in the last few years, been waking up and understanding uh, that, they're not. Uh, and it's worse. A, a rhino is worse than a Democrat because a rhino is squatting in your house, using your bathroom, getting in bed with your wife, going in your refrigerator and taking whatever he wants while his plumber crack offends your children. He is squatting in your place. He is claiming to be the legitimate opposition. So you're just some extremist. You're not living in your house anymore. Now you're out in the shed. And he's in bed with your wife. That's a rhino. I would ballot harvest for any Democrat against a rhino. Nikki Haley, if she became president, would give us all the abortion and all the sodomy the Democrats promised, plus World War III on top of it. So, yes, I would ballot harvest for Elon Omar for president to stop Nikki Haley. Thank you for holding back. I was holding back. I, I, want, <laughs> I want to... Um, I want to be clear that um, conservative media doesn't talk enough about the J6 situation. It is it is something, again, so painful to me when I think that my friend uh, I'm sitting at the desk where I interviewed him a few months ago. Um, uh, we went out to a restaurant. Uh, John Strand is in solitary confinement. For what? What's he what is he what is he accused of doing? I. I I, Taking I, a know, selfie? He was, he was um he was at the Capitol um with um Simone Gold. Um she felt that she could take a plea bargain to avoid this. He didn't feel that he could morally take a plea bargain, that, that he would be agreeing with a lie. So he didn't take a plea bargain. Let's be clear. He did not break windows. He did not injure police. He By the way, if you break a window, should you be languishing? It, of course, he didn't break a window. But even those who broke windows, I my know, I goodness. Want, I want to be no, clear. He did absolutely 
nothing. When I say nothing, he did absolutely nothing. And he is in solitary confinement. And I just, I don't know where we're supposed to turn. uh, But I do know that when you say this is the litmus test, I completely agree with you, John. This is it. This is the hill to die on because there are no more hills. If the Democrats can steal any election and imprison people who protest against it, we might as well just move to Venezuela, move to China, where at least they keep the streets clean and they don't let homeless people take over the parks because it's an openly authoritarian society. Um, enough of this pretending, you know, it, 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 anyway, thank you, Mike Johnson. This was the most important thing. Closing down the government, continuing a resolution, all that stuff's important, but none of it matters if America is a fascist dictatorship. If America is a fascist dictatorship, I want it to go bankrupt. I want it to lose wars. I want the evil regime to collapse. Bring on the Mad Max hellscape. Bring it on because it'd be better than what the Democrats and the rhinos are colluding to create. And when you watch those Republican debates, with the exception of Vivek and of DeSantis, those candidates are on board with this new post-American fascist state where the government can force you to get vaccines tainted by abortion, can close your churches, can keep the abortion clinics open, can force you to use pronouns, can tear down historical statues. It is a nightmare dystopia. What I think happened with America's elites. Actually, forgive me. We're going to a break. We're going to be right back. Uh, We got the whole hour with John Zmirak. Don't go away. Folks, right now in other parts of the world, people's lives are being threatened simply for believing in Jesus. People have been enslaved for their faith. So listeners to this show know that I'm passionate about the work of Christian Solidarity International because they protect and free those who are being persecuted and enslaved for their Christian faith. I've got to thank you for your life-changing generosity for years now. If you've given a CSI through this program, you have played a role in freeing literally thousands of captives. So as we near the end of this year, can I ask you to give once again your gift of just $250 will free a woman in Sudan who has been enslaved for years. You can buy a believer's freedom and provide her with food and other supplies necessary to start her new life. Just $250. Maybe you can give more and free more people. Call 888-253-3522, 888-253-3522, or go to metaxastalk.com. Please do it, metaxastalk.com. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. In a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time. Anytime you'll see transparent pricing on each coin and bar, this puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against the volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. This new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. You're going to love this free new tool they've added, Legacy pminvestments.com legacypminvestments.com check it out big john big john 
Every morning at the mine you could see him arrive. He stood six foot six and weighed 245, kind of broad at the shoulder and narrow at the hip. And everybody knew you didn't give no lip to Big John. Welcome back, talking to John Zmirak. John, uh, let me uh, interrupt this program to tell my audience that we have today begun our campaign with CSI. Every year uh, at this at this time, um, after Thanksgiving uh, and through Christmas, we raise money to free slaves in Sudan. This is a real thing. And we call upon every one of you who listens to this program, who enjoys this program, to step up and to do something that is an unmitigated good. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing that you and I, that we are able to do. If you go to metaxastalk.com, you'll see the banner. Oh, we'll get a phone number for you, but metaxastalk.com, you'll see the banner. Give generously. $250 is the amount to free a slave and set them up in a life of freedom. Remember, uh, William Wilberforce abolished slavery, but he didn't abolish evil. And so there are places in the world right now where black people are enslaving other black people. We actually can do something about that. I exhort you to do something about that. Go to metaxastalk.com, click on the banner. Um, Every year we do this. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, John Zmirak, let's so, continue our conversation about the neocons. You just yeah. said George Bush uh, had done worse things than Obama. What do you mean by that? George Bush started the Iraq war based on lies, that he, he was too lazy or burned out from his, his wretched personal life. Uh, he was too lazy to investigate whether the weapons of mass destruction were real. He wanted a war with Iraq. He got one. A Christian genocide happened while our troops stood by and did nothing on his orders. George W. Bush should not be able to appear at a Christian audience without being pelted with vegetables, because what he did was a Christian genocide, and it's 100 percent his fault. It's like a school teacher. If he lets a student murder the other students in his classroom while he's in control of the classroom, it's on the t- school teacher. Likewise, when America ran Iraq, there was a genocide of Christians George Bush did nothing about it. In fact, as he left office, he did a little funny speech where he did a Where's Waldo with weapons of mass destruction, joking about the fact that these weapons of mass destruction never really existed. And then he compared the January 6th protesters. He said they were from the same dark, same foul descent, same foul heritage as the 9-11 hijackers who destroyed the World Trade Center and killed 3,000 Americans. That's what George Bush always thought of the Christians who voted for him. He always held them in contempt. He saw them as as rubes, as fools. He could throw them little pieces of red meat while selling them out. So that's why I say the neocons, they're not like Pontius Pilate. They're not like Caiaphas. They are Judas. They are the apostle who sells you out from the inside. When you're at war, an enemy soldier, if you capture him, you put him in a POW camp. What do you do with spies? You hang them from lampposts. The neocons, the rhinos, are spies. They are infiltrators. They are collaborating with the enemy as surely as the Vichy French collaborated with Hitler. What do you think? They deserve the same. What, what do you What do you think? 
they're actually thinking. Because when I think of, uh, you know, William F. Buckley uh, and the magazine National Review, uh, it, it doesn't seem to me. I mean, Buckley uh, was not Reagan. Uh, Buckley was not Pat Buchanan. But William F. Buckley, neither was he Dick Cheney or George W. Bush. But so, he allowed the Dick Cheney and Bush people to take over the magazine. And the magazine now, I forgot it even existed. In fact, I forgot it had ever existed. But apparently it's still published, you know, like the Daily Worker. Somebody still bothers to put out the Daily Worker. Somebody also still bothers to put out National Review. Amazing. Amazing to me. But then I think you can also buy buggy whips if you still have a buggy. But but there are but there are people uh, in the party. You mentioned uh, Nikki Haley, most prominent among them, uh, who are neocons, who are yeah. not. They're, they're not. MAGA, they're not pro Trump. They're not America first. They are, you know, Nick, Nikki Haley. Let's face it. She should be president of Planned Parenthood. When she was at the U.N., she did everything she could to frustrate the efforts of pro-lifers at the U.N. Pro I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Ask Austin Ruse about it. Uh, Austin Ruse, who represents the pro-life cause at the U.N., his group was constantly frustrated by Nikki Haley, who personally intervened to stop pro-life things happening at the U.N. while Trump was president. Nikki Haley colluded in the 25th Amendment coup against Trump. She knew about it and didn't warn him because she was waiting to see how it would turn out. This woman, it's like having Elon Omar as running for the Republican nomination. Except Elon Momar is honest about her beliefs. Nikki Haley wrote two memoirs. Who writes two memoirs? Uh, wrote two memoirs, both of which she called America racist. This is a woman who became governor of the first state in the Confederacy. It's so racist. It, it elected a Hindu woman with brown skin as its governor. That's how racist it is. So racist. It's just, again, these people are squatters. A, someone who squats in your home doesn't become an honorary member of the family. Yeah, you, you have to have hope when you think that Matt Gates did what he did, that Mike Johnson is the Speaker of the House. Yeah, uh, that that uh, that there are folks out there who seem to get this stuff. There are still some Americans with a spine. There are still some men with their manhood. There are still some patriots. And we're not going to go down without a fight. We're not going to let the Kevin McCarthy's and Mitch McConnell's and Nikki Haley's of this of this party sell us out to the enemy. But that is what they are here to do. They are the managed opposition. Final segment coming up with John Zmirak. Folks, don't forget, we've just launched our campaign today. Go to metaxastalk.com. Click on the CSI banner. We need your help. It is a great cause, a great opportunity to do something great at this season. Don't go away. Welcome back. Talking to John Zmirak. John, you have another article at stream.org about Christian nationalism. Yeah, it's called How to Respond to the Christian Nationalism Dog Whistle. What you need to realize is Christian nationalism is a term that was made up by leftists who hate Christians. The Nazis did something like this. They came up with the term Judeo-Bolshevism. Judeo-Bolshevism, because they wanted to link Jewishness 
with communism. They wanted to blame the evils of communism on Jews. So they invented this term Judeo-Bolshevism, and they talked about it all the time. And if you see Judeo-Bolshevism, you know you're reading the writings of a Nazi sympathizer. Likewise, Christian nationalism was coined by people like the Southern Poverty Law Center, the ACLU, who hate Christianity, hate Christians, and don't think Christianity should be tolerated in America. They made up the term because it kind of sounds like white nationalism. So on like a psychological level, oh, he's a Christian nationalist. That's that's like a, that's like a white nationalist. That's, that's bad. That's Hitler. Oh, I'll write a check. I'll write a check. It's very similar to, I don't know if you remember, those of us who talked about election fraud, they try to label us election deniers. Now, we didn't deny that there was an election. In fact, we're very aware that there was an election, in quotes. Uh, but they use the term election denier to evoke Holocaust denier. Why? Because it'll get people to write them checks. And that's what they exist for. John, this reminds me, uh, nobody brings this up ever. Uh, I thought of this recently for a while. I don't know how many years ago this was. Was this six years ago, eight years ago? People were people on the left were constantly talking about the quote unquote alt right. Yeah. They couldn't stop talking about the alt right. I don't know what that is. I don't. All I know is it was like the words Christian nationalism, like, you know, Tea Party, like it, these words were used just to tar people to say that you're a racist, you're a jingoist, you're a xenophobe. Basically, you're a it, all boils, it all boils down to you have cooties. It is no more sophisticated than that. He has cooties. And, and, and that is the way to respond to it. If someone says you're a Christian national, say, no, you have cooties. <laughs> and that's it. Because that is the level they're operating at. The second grade ostracism and scapegoating infantile chimp-like behavior will drive you out of the troop. No more locusts for you. You have cooties. You're a Christian nationalist. I will not groom your fur. <laughs> but I mean, it, it so is hilarious piece, to me. In my piece at the stream, I unpack how Christian nationalism was invented as a marketing slogan by leftists who hate Christians who want to label, to lump us all in with a tiny pitiful remnant of weirdos who exist only on Twitter. There are maybe 700 people in America who want a theocracy. And, and I think I have actually blocked all of them on Twitter individually before I was permanently banned from Twitter for having cooties. Um, I gave you cooties when you got banned from YouTube. So there you go. I have given you cooties. It's, it's not an STD, though, so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, so anyway, do Christians have cooties? I think that is how we have to rephrase the question, and it deserves no more respect than that. And anyone who uses the term Christian nationalist is like someone who uses the term Judeo-Bolshevik. They well, are a hater. They are labeling themselves as someone who hates you and wants to take away your kids and change their sex surgically. That's what we're dealing with. What cracks me up, and I've seen this strain usually among uh, sort of, you know, the the let, let's just say um, certain theologically obsessed evangelicals or others who start debating about Christian nationalism. In other words, they get sucked into a conversation about something which is like saying you have cooties, 
uh, I don't like you. You're a racist. You're a bad person. Orange man bad. Can we, how about we talk about Judeo-Bolshevism? Unless you, wait, wait, that's just a piece of hate speech. Oh, yes, so is Christian nationalism. Grow up, Ned Flanders, grow a pair. Well, basically, uh, I, there, there are two kinds of people. There are some people that are foolish enough actually to be worried about, oh, I think there's some Christian nationalists out there, and we want to be careful not to be one of those. And then you have other people that say, no, we need to use the term Christian nationalism as a point of pride. And, yeah, I, and I honestly think that the wise thing when, when somebody does this is you just completely ignore it. You laugh at them you, and you move on. And you, you say, I'm a patriotic Christian. Okay. I'm a patriotic Christian. I believe that countries should exist and we should be loyal to them. And I believe the kingdom of God is higher than any country on earth. What part of that do you want to make illegal? What part of that do you want to use as a pretext to deprive me of the custody of my children, close my schools, close my churches, and put me in prison in solitary confinement the way you did those people on January 6th? What part of free speech don't you believe in? What part of freedom of religion don't you believe in? Why are you using the tactics of Nazi propagandists? These are the things to say. These are my talking points. They won't further the conversation. They will end the conversation so you can stop wasting time with this person, that time you will have to answer for on Judgment Day. Well, it's funny because when I first gave my talk, I think I gave my first talk on my book, Letter to the American Church, well over a year ago. Um, And this older gent came up in the book line. Of course, he didn't buy a book, but he said, do you denounce the Proud Boys? And I almost laughed. I thought to myself, so you think they're the problem? Like, what have you been watching on TV that you you actually think that's the problem? So when people say Christian nationalism, it's the same thing. You're making something up and pretending. It would be like going into Germany in 1933 and saying, you better watch out for those communists. And you think, well, I think it's the Nazis that we have to worry about. I really don't think worrying about the communists is rational at this point. That's right. So far too many people in the church aren't even Pharisees. They're Sadducees, the collaborators with Caesar, the people who are happy to take Roman money and happy to crucify Jesus in order to keep Caesar happy. These people are puppets of Caesar. And by the way, a lot of the evangelical left is directly funded by George Soros. George Soros threw a lot of money around to people like Russell Moore and magazines like Christianity Today in order to foment among the the Christians leftist, guilt-obsessed, white guilt, neurotic scruples, so to paralyze them politically. It's, It's a psyop. It's like the things the CIA would do when it wants to overthrow a country. And we need to reject it with the scorn it deserves. I'm sorry to say goodbye, John Zmirak. Always a joy to speak with you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. And still somehow Cloud delusions I recall I really don't know cloud. We used to laugh We used to cry We used to bow our heads Folks, welcome to the show. You know at this time of year we partner with CSI, Christian Solidarity International, to actually free slaves uh, in Sudan. Uh, Todd uh, Chapman is with us to talk about. And Todd, you were saying off the air about the timing with Israel right now. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I just think I was thinking about this this morning as I was watching the the news. I think all of our eyes have been fixed these recent days on uh, on the war that's happening um, between uh, Israel and Hamas, but also these, uh, you know, what was going to happen with all of these hostages, with these captives. And thankfully, in the past few days, we've seen some of them begin to be freed. And I couldn't help, Eric, but think that, you know what, there are um there are uh, freedoms of uh, people being that have been slaved for decades now happening every year. And I'm not minimizing, I'm celebrating actually what's happening in Hamas right now. But the, by the very token that we're rejoicing that these uh, women and these captives have been set free. We also uh, want to remind you that you have an opportunity to participate in freeing people that have been captive for 20, 30 years now in uh, North Sudan. And that's what CSI does every year. So I just think the timing of this is really great. Uh, but I, it was not lost on me that while, you know, the Hamas situation is getting all of this news play, tens of thousands of, of slaves are freed uh, nearly every year by Christians in another part of the world. And the freedom on both sides is just equally as beautiful. But um, I, just wanted, I just thought that was a good uh, reminder that what we're doing here is absolutely significant. And even though it may not be played out of the mainstream media, God sees what his children are doing and God rejoices and uh, he, he fuels us and funds us uh, to do this work. And so just wanted to offer that as a kind of a different camera angle on what we're inviting our listeners to do today. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. And I, and I have to say, you know, I've, the older you get, the more you realize the mainstream media is a joke. Like they cover Mm. what they cover and there's just an infinity of stuff that they don't cover. They don't cover this. This could be in the news every single day. There are people enslaved for years and years and years today in 2023, there are mm-hmm. slaves today. And you think the whole world would be talking about what can we do to get them out? This is insane. We can't let this happen in this day and age. Is there anything we can do about it? Right. Not a peep. Uh, obviously, on this program, uh, we talk about it because we know about it. And when you know about these things, I hope you talk about them. But I I want to um, encourage my audience um tell your friends about this people are thinking mm-hmm. well you know what what do i give for christmas what do i do well, let me tell you folks uh when you realize that 250 dollars can free a human being from slavery in sudan this is a reality they're living this right now while we're while we're talking on this program while you're going mm-hmm. about your life they are living in slavery hard for us to believe but it's true uh, and we're here to tell you that you can do something about it so i want to remind you if you go to metaxastalk.com, you can give. There's a banner right at the top of the page, the CSI banner, Christian Solidarity International, right at the top of the page. And you can give or you can call 888-253-3522, 888-253-3522. And I want to encourage you folks, you know, speaking about the mainstream media, we we are the media. You can take this clip, um, this, we put this stuff on rumble. Uh, we will uh, put this on social media. You can, you can send this to your friends. You can tell your friends about this program, send these programs to your friends, tell them this is a great Christmas gift, or just send them the link to metaxastalk.com and say, Mm -hmm. have you seen this for $250? This would be really meaningful for your church to get involved in. Uh, There are human beings waiting for us to do something about it, or they're waiting for God uh, to move on the hearts of those who profess faith in him to do something about this. You can be that person. I would dare say it's God's will that we be those people. So you can call 
3522 or just go to metaxastalk.com. Metaxastalk.com. You'll see the information right there. God bless you as you give. 